You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 68 of the God Center Mom podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Jess Connolly. Jess is the owner and writer over at Naptime Diaries. She also helps run the Influence Conference and Network. She's writing a couple books. She is a pastor's wife of a church plant. She has four young children. Are you tired yet? (laughs) She's doing a lot of things, but you know, I love her heart and I love how much she loves Jesus. And we'll talk more about that in the show today. Um, She also is going to tell us about a new product she has launching today, April 13th, and is even offering a discount code of 30% off all of her products, including her new spring line of prints and mugs and other things over at Naptime Diaries. Just stay tuned. The end of the episode, we'll share that code. Um, But I wanted to tell you, I was out the other night with some gals and um, we were talking about, you know, what we're doing. And one gal was asking me about the podcast and why do I do that? And at first I kind of was saying, well, I love to share people's stories. And I do. Y'all, I love um, that I can have a place where Jess can share her story of what God God has done in her life um, since knowing him and even the journey of learning what it means to be a Christian and how there's hard stuff even after you start following Jesus. But more than that, I realized I really love helping y'all. I am hopeful that this podcast isn't just some stories, but that you leave changed and that it is helping you grow in your faith. And today we're chatting um, a lot about the topic of depression and just shares um, some things that she has learned in the journey of having gone through depression. And I really know it's going to help any of you that have or are going through that time and not only get through it, but have hope and perspective. And for anyone, you will want to know God more after this. So let's get to it. Hey, Jesse, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad that you are here. I mean, you and I have known each other for a while, and I can't believe this is the first time I've had you on. I'm I'm shocked myself, and I'm super glad that we're finally doing it. And you're not offended, hopefully. <laughs> I am not offended. Because <laughs> I think I had Haley on like my second episode, maybe. And I'm like um, in the 60s now. That's not good. So. In the 60s. It's really okay. I mean, we didn't officially meet until last August. That's and true. it's what? It's only like April. Yeah, I guess it's April. So mm-hmm. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we made this happen. And just so people that don't know you yet, can you um, introduce them to your family and where you live real quick? Absolutely. Um, Did that sound like a good podcast voice? Absolutely. Yes, you win. Yes, good. 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 Um, My name is Jess Connolly, and 
I am, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I have four wonderfully wild kids. They're so wild. Um, and I have one very sweet and handsome pastor husband. And, um, and you yeah, didn't say pastor, you said pastor. So pastor, yes. Pastor. But he is, you know, he's fast as well. No, he's <laughs> a pastor. And um, he's a church planter, so we just started our our own church last year. So we're more about a year in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Four kids. Just four. Crazy. Kids. Those crazy people with four kids. I don't know what I they're know, thinking. Right? What are your ages? What are your kids' ages? Uh, nine. We have three year old up to nine year old. Three to nine. Okay, that's gonna be exactly X. We're eight, seven, six, and two. Yeah, but look at listen. Did you hear that? Eight, seven, six. It's crazy town, USA, right there. It's so crazy. I mean, for reals. That's, but they're all in school now. Those eight seven sixers. Right? Eight seven six are all in school, and I'm going to tell you the the blessing is remembering how old they are because their birthdays are so close together, and they're all so close together. So they all sh- shift birthdays at the same time. Oh, so they were one two three, then they were two three four, then they were three four five. So it just it it makes one part of your life very simple when people ask how old your kids. If you can remember one, you can the rest. It's all about simplifying saying how old your kids. Are. That's really that's really what I suggest people base their their, their conception decisions on. That's good. That's good. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, well, I I don't know if y'all follow Jess on. Uh, the Instagrams or on her site or maybe through her store, but she's or or her conference or her network or that she's writing a book. I think you're kind of busy. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things, but and then you're in the in the church yeah. plants. It's got a lot going on, girl. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. And people, you know, I when I found you, I think Cat had had reposted or said something about you were in the morning writing like what God was kind of teaching you from your quiet time. And I think She Reads Truth was just kind of coming around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't quite a full thing yet. And, um, and I just fell in love with your heart for Jesus Aww. and that you love Jesus and that you were just really good at writing about oh my what he was teaching you. You were, you still are, you were, and you still are. But, I know that you have done gone through a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, very much so. <laughs> and, and some people may look in and be like, "Oh, that Jess, she oh. and does it all, and she's just so beautiful, and her kids are so cute, and that hunky husband." Which, oh my god! Which, are we going to talk about this? I totally embarrassed him. <laughs> no, we're gonna have to talk about it because it's my favorite story to tell about you. Whenever anybody says Heather, I'm like, oh, I, I get a huge smile, and then I'm like, I have to tell you a funny story. You can tell it now, and then we'll go back to what <laughs> we're gonna talk about. <laughs> you want to tell your version because mine. I don't. Mine even, I don't super. I remember my like Jesse probably exaggerated version. Okay, but my like husband, he's super handsome. He is. He's very handsome. Um, we're one of those couples that you look at and are like, how did that work out? <laughs> no, that's not true. But he's super handsome, but he is also incredibly modest and incredibly shy mm-hmm. and incredibly awkward around women. Um, and so just like he's a good, you know, pastor with boundaries. He does a lot of side hugs and fist bumps instead of like 
oh hey girl um so i don't even i though i told somebody this story the other day and i explained that i think we were you and i were very tired yeah and i feel like we were having a very emotionally vulnerable conversation well so we, you and i were at like deep 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 friend level <laughs> yeah i i i think we were just at that opening speaker dinner were we yeah. <laughs> i think i just met you that's how good it was well, that's how I, to me, it felt like we were very vulnerable and close. To okay. Him. Well, good, good. But good. in some way, shape or form, you comment on, you commented on him being handsome. Uh-huh. And I think I, I said he was hot. Yes. You said hot. <laughs> I said, you have to tell him that. Or I think I, I just know. said it right to his face. We're sitting there and I go, well, you're cute. Are you hot? Like right to his face. Which is literally his worst nightmare. And when I told someone the other day, they were like, wait, that it make you feel weird. And I was like, listen, I'm not like, I'm not like loosey goosey with my husband, but because I know you and I know your heart, I, it was just hilarious and funny. And it was like, and, my no filter was on because I was about to host a conference. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I know what that's like. It's like, you have, you have no filter. You're just saying whatever you think. And to me, it was literally the funniest thing that had ever happened because it made him uncomfortable. And that is pretty much my like life goal after loving the Lord. Just <laughs> love Jesus, make Nick a little bit uncomfortable. So, Well, I'm glad I could provide that. I still, so now I will still say like, Oh, Heather, that has a crush on Nick. Like, just to make him uncomfortable. <laughs> and it just, you know, just just boosts his ego as it, much it as It helps. It helps. Yes. Yes. It. And you guys are so young. I think I see y'all as, like, this cute, these, like, young people. They're just these cute little young people, you know. Like, I don't like, know what drugs you're on or what ice cream you think I'm using, but I do not feel that young. Oh, but I sister chick. You're young. So you're doing all this stuff, and from the outside, everyone's like, Man, she's got it all together. And but then you're really real. You really honestly share your heart and your struggles and your insecurities. And even at our conference, you openly shared a lot of your backstory and your hard yeah. things and um just growing up and yeah. a home and how you found Jesus. And so I don't know what part of that you want to share with our listeners, but um I'm just opening up yeah. The conversation, if you want to share, just for anyone who's like, just goes to your Instagram stream and they're like, oh, she's perfect. I'm so glad. I I'm, can't relate to her. I'm very glad you say that. And, you know, I think I've told you this before that when I introduced myself, I would, I wish I could introduce myself with this because, yeah, I don't want people to see the end result and think like, oh, that's tidy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, very shortest story. Um, um, I grew up in a single parent home. My mom like very literally did the best she could with what she had and just fought tooth and nail to raise us well. But from a really young age, I um, lived a really sinful life. I was um, exposed to, you know, sex and drugs and, um, and like addictions from an early, really early age. Um, and, and really exposed meaning I did them not like right. I saw other people do them but I right. was doing those things and um just I I met Jesus when I was 14 and I say I think I did like a lot of hard living until I was 14 so just sad things you know that I, I was a part of until then and then when I met Jesus at 14 I had just a really genuine life-changing experience where um I kind of surrendered and said like all right I give up on my way I'll try your way but 
Um, I didn't know any believers. And so I was still living this really sinful life Mm. and felt really trapped by my addictions and who I was and who I thought I was. And um, so I entered into my first like heavy season of depression when I was 14, right after becoming a believer, attempted suicide twice, Mm. put my family through just a lot of heartache and a lot of um, hard stuff. And um, then switched churches, met my husband, life got, I met my husband who was in my boyfriend when I was 16 and, and life got like a little tidier. And I spent the next five or six years really just, um, trying to fit into the mold of what a Christian woman should look like. So that for me ended up looking like eating disorders and, Mm. um, you know, just serving my face off and trying to work for my spot at the table and, um, just trying to look as tidy as I could and fit in all these different molds of what I thought a woman should look like based off of what other people around me thought it should look like. And, um, then, um, the Lord saw fit to give us three kids in three years. And, um, I had never planned to be a mom, never like wished to be a mom. So I was kind of felt trapped by, Oh, now I am a mom to three very little kids who I don't, I don't really know how to raise. I don't know what I'm doing. And that just, all of that led to another huge breakdown. Um, in my early twenties when my, when my, when my babies were baby babies, um, and struggled with depression and suicide, um, attempts again for another, another hard year there. And, um, in the midst of that, my husband was, you know, going to seminary, pursuing ministry and, um, knew at that time he felt called to plant a church, but my struggle with mental illness and um, just with life in general kind of continued to disrupt his attempts to do and because of that. We just had all kinds of financial problems. Um, so we lived in poverty for two years, just literal actual poverty and um, just really, really struggled. And um out of all of that, so somehow the Lord had me blogging. So I was kind of blogging through that. And then from that, um, I was, I was, when I was walking through kind of the healing process from depression, um, was putting scripture all over my house and realized like, Oh, it might be nice if I made this look prettier. Mm-hmm. So I made what turned out to be a scripture print, which I never, I didn't have any design skills. I didn't have any business skills, but I was like, I'll just put this pretty on paper put it on my wall and a friend was like, you should sell that. And so from that started our business, Naptime Diaries. And, um, and then the Lord just kind of started rolling things in a different direction. He just kind of turned the page and out of that came more ministry opportunities. And, and my husband became ordained and we moved to, to help plant one church and things started rolling better. And then we moved to Charleston to plant our own church. And so, yeah, I always just feel this heavy burden when people look in and see like, Oh, writing a book, running a business, you know, have employees and a nanny. And I want to say like, yeah, but I remember four years ago, five years ago when we were like scraping our car for quarters Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, all we had was like each other and that didn't feel like enough and like really just Jesus. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the real picture. And I honestly, like, I feel like I very much still live in the grip of grace. Like I feel like he can take any of this. He can take the business. He can take the ministry. Um, you know, I've learned he can take my kids Mm -hmm. and, um, 
And at the end of the day, like he was all that I ever had that was good. And he's all that's good about it right now. So, um, yeah, that's my real story. (laughs) And it's like you say it, you just keep going through the details like, you know, addictions, attempted suicide, eating disorders. I mean, and we have these labels for these things, but there's like so many layers of pain and hurt and sure, yeah. and hardness and even gets to the point where you can say it out loud where it doesn't yeah. have power over you yeah. is a huge deal. And so what if there's a gal listening right now and she's in the midst of one of those. She's in yeah. the midst of an addiction. She's in the midst of a depression that where she may have already attempted, is considering attempting suicide. That, yeah. mom, that one who's struggling with the eating disorder, like what, advice would you give to her in in the midst of that to help her move forward? Yeah. It's so interesting. I think, is this airing on Monday? Yeah. Okay. So on Monday night, also I'm teaching a class on the influence network. It's the first class I've ever taught about depression. And people have asked me like a hundred times, like, will you teach a class on it? And I've always said like, no, how do you give advice to someone? Yeah. Right. Finally, I just said, you know what? Okay, fine. Let's start some basics. So I'll, if, if anyone's listening and wants to attend that class, it's happening on Monday, April, I guess that's the 13th. But, um, but I'll just like spoiler alert. Here are some things that I would say. Um, number one, I would say, um, that it's like a lie from the enemy that you are always going to feel this way. Mm. And that was a huge first hurdle for me. Um, the day I finally in my twenties, like recognized and said, like I struggle with depression. Um, that was the big, that was the biggest thing that I had to, I had to believe like a shred of fruit that I could actually feel better mm. that like it, it would be God's will for me to actually feel better. And when I talk to women and when I kind of counsel them and I find like, I find that is the recurring theme in women who are struggling is that they believe like, I'm always going to feel this way or I'm, this is who I am. Or like, this is just how it is. Mm. Um, I really do believe that like, that God died on the cross, that we would have abundant life. And so not that we can fix it and not that we can snap ourselves out of it and not that we can pretend that it doesn't exist, but that we can believe that there's hope and there's healing. So I would say like with everything and you try to hold on to a shred of belief that like, he does want that for you. And that one day, even if it's not today, you would feel better. Um, I would say number two, like ask for help, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes you have to ask for help over and over again. And sometimes you go to, sometimes you have to like ask someone else. I think the first few people that I really kind of started to share with, like, I think I might struggle with depression. And these are people who even knew that I, um, I had, I had had suicide attempts in my past, but the first few people I told I'm, I'm struggling with depression. The first thing they said back to me was, I think you're just tired. Mm. I think you have three little kids and you're just tired. And I didn't know how to say to them, like, I don't think tired makes you want to end your life. Mm. I don't think that's the same thing. Um, and so sometimes that you have to go, you have to go to the right people. Sometimes you have to, 
Um, sometimes you have to tell people like, I need help and this is the exact help I need. Sometimes you have to say, I don't know the kind of help I need. <laughs> Can someone help me? You know, mm-hmm. um, but ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. I posted this on Instagram the other day. I'm not sure if you saw the picture of my son. Did you see the picture of my son, Cannon, carrying his scooter? Yes. That was so, so good. I felt like that was like such a picture the Lord just showed me of like, this is what you do. And I shared this picture of my son carrying his scooter. He's two. He is, thinks he's very strong. We live <laughs> half a mile from the park and he cannot scoot the whole way to the park on his scooter because he's only two. Right. Um, right. But he refuses to let anyone else carry the scooter or push him in the scooter. So he picks up his scooter with all of his two-year-old strength and he carries it. Well, that makes what would be a five-minute walk to the park 20 minutes long because he has to like stop and put it down every three steps. But he refuses to let anyone help him. And I felt like the Lord just like immediately brought to my mind every conversation I've had with a woman. And every time I've said myself, like, I don't want to be a burden or like, I just don't want anyone to have to help me. I don't want anyone to have to take the time to help me. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to have to stop what they're doing to take me to counseling. I don't want to have to ask someone else to watch my kids. I don't want to have to ask someone to go to this appointment with me. I don't want to have to be the one who has to tell my friends that I'm sad. I don't want to take their time. I should be stronger. Like I'm, I'm their leader. I'm the mom. I'm the friend. Um, and all we are doing is taking longer to get to the park. Yeah. When like, we could just say like, could you help me? We, we'd all be playing a lot quicker, you know? Yeah. We just let somebody else carry our scooter for a minute. If we just said, I need a little bit of help. Um, so. Wasn't it only supposed to take 11 days for the Israelites to get to the promised land? Exactly. It was like 40 years plus. Exactly. Instead, 40 years of (laughs) want and misery. Exactly. Uh, that is such a good analogy. And I, and I can attest, I mean, I don't know if you've even shared this with you, but after my fourth, I had serious. It, okay, it's tricky when you're an extrovert. Depression looks different. Mm. It looks different. I'd be so curious to hear what it looks like. It's like a normal person. Like a normal person who like maybe doesn't refer- return phone calls, maybe doesn't want to hang out every single time an invitation's extended. Yes. That's an extrovert depressed. Okay. But it doesn't look like depression, so nobody offers help. Yeah. So you really have to get over yourself and you really have to recognize I don't feel like myself. Yeah. But you're still saying like, you know, you're still doing going through all the motions and keeping up the facade. But you're like totally knowing inside that you're a depressed version of yourself. Yeah. Wow. And it's not like the curled up in the corner, not forgetting to feed your children. Yeah. Level. Yeah. Um, there's no red flags to the ex- the outside world, really. I mean, there are people that know you really, really, really well. Like I had a couple of friends that were like, um, one gal I remember specifically came up to me in church and she said, you are different and I have been there and what can I do to help? And that is so huge. Good. Be that person. If you see that that your friend that you know is is not behaving like themselves. Yeah. Start the conversation because they may have too much going on in their own head to do that, to take the time to do that. Or even not take the time, like take the gut the, the guts to do that. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So that was two. Ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. What's three? Ask for help. Okay. Let me say three. Okay. Three. I would just say this is, I mean, this is for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would just say like, Intimacy with the Lord 
so one day this gal was talking to me and she was telling me like, when I read the Bible, I'm just like, I'm confused and I have all these doubts and I have all these things. And I finally was like, listen, real talk. Or do you mean when you think about reading the Bible or do you mean when you read the Bible? Mm. And she was like, when I think about reading the Bible. Mm. And I was like, right. Because intimacy with the Lord, like real intimacy with the Lord is so available to us. Um, and it doesn't feel great all the time, and especially in a season when you're struggling with depression. But I find that so many women like say no for the Lord. They go ahead and say no for him on behalf of him and say like, oh, he's not there or, oh, he won't be close or, oh, I won't feel him or, oh, that won't help. But I mean, I don't think it's like a Jesus joke to say like, if if you are struggling with depression, I'm not joking. It's the last thing you're going to want to do, but you're going to have to talk to the Lord. And you are going to have to read the Bible. And I don't mean in a like passive way. I mean, you're going to probably have to open it up first thing in the morning and get weird and walk around your house and pray it out loud. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to probably like talk to him as you're driving in the car. And when your kids are melting down, you're going to probably have to put your apron over your head in the kitchen and just say out loud, like, Jesus, I need you here right now. Like, help me, Father. I need you here. Um, so I would just say I'd be so lacking if I didn't say like, just talk out loud and make sure you're like actually reading the word, not thinking about reading the word and not reading what other people have to say about the word, but like getting your eyes and your heart on the healing thing that is the word of God. That's good. That's really good. And, and I think we have to recognize that this is a battle that's, we can't see. Yes. Yes. And especially yeah. you think about the timing of some of your depression. You just became a Christian, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and Satan knows when someone's going to do some awesome stuff. Yeah. And he's going to discourage you immediately. Yeah. You yeah. have those children, your husband's about to want to go become a pastor. It's back. Right. Yes, exactly. And when we, and we and you want to tell every woman you know who says they're struggling like Hey, mighty woman of God. Like, that's what I want to say. Like, oh, then you're a target. Woo, high five. Do you think the enemy, like, messes with the ones who aren't threats? No, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. Yeah, he doesn't. And so a friend was saying, when we pray, those words go straight to the throne, and Satan can't touch them. Like, once they're out of our mouths, those prayers, they go straight to God's ear, and Satan cannot touch them. And we need to take advantage of that. Like you're saying, praying out loud in the car, praying scripture back to God. Um, It doesn't have to be this hard, complex, get out your Greek and your Hebrew dictionaries and know what every word actually means. I mean, just call out, cry out, right? Yes. Yes. So good. Uh, that's those are those are really good tips. Okay, so let's get to what you have going on this Monday because I think it goes along with this. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a really big deal. Um, this coming Monday, the day this is launching, my dog is getting. <laughs> okay, but actually, my dog is getting neutered. That's a big day for him, but for the rest of us. <laughs> um. Um, yes, for the rest of us, I am very excited. I'm so glad you're excited about it, Heather. I'm just, it blesses my heart so much. Um, Mom's reading God's word. Yes, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I literally have goosebumps. So we started Naptime Diaries in 2011. 
um, selling scripture prints. And um, we, so in the past few years, we've sold eight by 10 prints. We've sold canvases. We've put together a few devotionals specifically for Advent and Lent and things like that. And um, the reason the company was called Naptime Diaries is because that's what my blog was called at the time. But in, I knew in my heart that that did not make sense. Right. <laughs> and sometimes we'd get weird thought, weird questions about the name. And I'd be like, yes, I know it's weird. I don't know. It's just what it's called. And we're going to keep it that way. So it's okay. Move on. Um, <laughs> and um, one day, about three or four months ago, I was in a, in a discouraged place about the business and just feeling like, you know I don't, I don't, I think I might be done here, Lord. I just, I'm not really sure. And you know, spoiler alert, anytime that happens in any season of our life, the Lord's usually about to dump truck some vision. Yeah. Anytime we get to the end of ourself, he yep. is usually yep. about to give something. And so, um, I was just thinking about motherhood and just thinking about my kids and, um, just thinking like, that's Lord, that's what I want to get my hands dirty in. That's what I really want to think about. And I love your word. I love making these scripture prints, but I want to get my hands into that right now and just sink my teeth into that. And, um, I, it was a Saturday and my kids were all at home. They were all kind of like various, in various stages of napping. And I was like, I wish I had like a, like a nap time diary. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just started like dying laughing to myself. And I was like, Oh, remember how that is the name of our business. Oh, wow. And, um, so yeah, we started putting together this product that is specifically for moms and, um, as we made it, it ended up our whole, our whole team, there, there are four of us on the team and five, if you count my husband and out of the five of us, I'm the only one who's a mom. Um, so far, we, one of our gals is pregnant, which is super fun. But, um, as we made it, even though they're not moms, they kept saying like, this is our favorite thing we've ever made too. And it's basically a 12 week journal for moms, a 12 week diary for moms. And it's meant to be used, you know, whenever you have a spare minute, um, a few minutes a day, it could be in the morning. It could be while your kids are napping. It could be in the carpool line. It could be while you're at work on your lunch break. And each week has a really strong pep talk for me. And it's, um, the pep talks that I have been giving myself over the past few years, it's things, um, things for hard days when you're like, surely I'm not the right one for this position. Surely mm-hmm. I have totally screwed up my kids or why are, are, why is my house such a mess? And my neighbor's house look totally put together and her kids are perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do if my kids never meet Jesus? What am I going to do if they always seem to act like the worst of the worst? And just a strong biblical pep talk for each week. But then the diary also has different components. It has a a section each week for you to count the fruit, for you to list um, what God is doing in your family and in your kids so that you can really just get it on paper and take a minute to say like, okay, here is what is going good. It has a section for you to dream and cast vision over your family. I feel like that's one of the most powerful things I can do for my kids and like my life as a mom when I'm feeling discouraged is just think, let me think for five minutes about when they're 18. Let me think about, you know, what I want that to look like. Um, and so that's been super powerful to do. Um, and it has a, it has a bunch of different little sections like that, that you can just do over each week. And it's also really beautiful and fun to just have in your house. It's a really pretty book. Um, and we are just so Oh, so, so excited about it. So that launches along with our spring line of 20 new prints in our shop and new mugs and new notepads. Um, but we're just mostly really, really, really excited about the Naptime Diary. So how much is the diary? Oh, gosh. Did I ask the wrong question? 
Um, I just don't want to give the wrong answer. Okay. Well, we'll. I'll just put a link, and then people can. And I think, I think JC gave me a discount code. She did. She gave you and your people only a discount code. Yeah. I tell you how much it is, but I'm so terrified. I know. I know what the discount code is. It's 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 um thirty. Yes. Yes. Thirty percent off. Thirty percent off everything. Everything in the store. Prints, mugs, the journal, and it's only good for the. This coming this week, so we got yes. it. once it launches, we got a whole week, and that is actually spoiler alert. We're we're having like a little discount code for all our customers, and yours is actually more. We decided okay. to just give you give your people a little bit more because you know you're Heather. Yeah, I'm Heather. Because yeah. friend. Because friend. <laughs> when friends call their husbands hot, that's when you know. <laughs> well, long friends. Yeah, I'll put all of that. Um, I'll give that code to y'all. Should I just say it now? Yeah, go for it. I think it's okay, but I don't want to mess it up either. This is this I is the whole. I don't want to mess it up. I'm trying. I'm like ram. I'm like running through my um, emails. I'm pretty sure it's God centered thirty. Yeah, I can even double check for you. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, and y'all, you have to check out these prints. Do you know how many times? I have filled filled a cart with prints and then forgot to check out. Oh, it's- um, I do. I do know because we have a section in the back side of our shop that says abandoned orders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. Oh, we do have goodness. a section, but I, I don't ever look at it. Okay. Um, and I just looked and your code is God Centered Mom. Yes, I just found it too. God Centered Mom 30. God Centered Mom 30. 30% off entire shop April 13th through the 20th. Don't abandon your order in the shop. I will come find you. That's <laughs> joking. It's like when you go shopping and then you get to the checkout and you're like, oh, I don't really. Oh, I'll put this over here. <laughs> I'll put this over here. I'm like, here's what the true story is. I am interior design challenged, like severely challenged. I had to hire somebody and I, I'm really embarrassed saying that. But Hi. Oh, my gosh. Don't be embarrassed. That's I am embarrassed saying that. But I had to have someone come because it was getting really bad, like to the point where I was making no decisions. I didn't like my house. I, I think it had been 10 years since I'd gotten anything new in my house. And so I finally hired someone. But then then it didn't help my confidence that I would show her something and she'd be like, uh. <laughs> That's the worst. That's very hard. Well, maybe not. How about this? And I would totally love what she picked. And I was like, well, okay. So I my con- I need to like sit down with her, with the site and say, this is what I like. Is that good? <laughs> yes. And then if she doesn't like it, let me know. Yeah, I'll let you know. But I love the one that's my third son is Watts, which is Isaac Watts. Yeah. And you have um, Love So Amazing, So Divine. Isn't that one of them? Yes, yes. Which is one of the hymns and they, that Isaac Watts wrote and so or a line from one of the hymns. And so I've been eyeing that print forever. So okay. maybe I'll go in maybe with the special code. Even. I don't, I don't feel so, you know, if I mess up, I'm, you know, whatever. I put it somewhere. Find it someplace. Yeah, you'll put it somewhere. It'll go somewhere great. It's somewhere great. <laughs> Even my closet where I, where I am right now. <laughs> I'll enjoy it for me. For me. Well, Jess, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. I know, I know so many listeners can connect with your story at some point. Um, and just your encouragement. And, oh, my goodness, that journal sounds awesome. I'm so I'm so great. I'm, I'm so, I love that you said so, count fruit. So, yes, 
what yes. God is doing. Count the fruit. Count the fruit. Don't lay on your pillow at night and do the guilt gut punch oh. of I messed this up. I messed this up. No. Compare, compare. Yeah, I think that really because that's God's doing something in your kids. He's doing stuff. Oh, ditto, ditto, ditto. And I just, yeah, I just wish I could give all the moms just a huge, a huge hug and a high five and say like, it's going to be great. You're doing great. You're doing great. If you're listening to God's Centered Mom podcast, you're doing awesome. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was, I was thinking the other, actually this morning, I think I saw a commercial for some mom and baby thing. And I was like, okay, I've been doing this gig for a decade. I should have some advice, right? Like, I should kind of be able to tell a new mom what to do and what not to do. And then I thought, you know what I think I would tell her? Like, God's going to teach you a bunch of stuff. Yes. And it's going to be specific for you. And there's things you are going to have to grow in that I didn't have to grow in and things I had to grow in that you don't have to grow in. So just lean into him and trust that he's taking you someplace and it's going to be uncomfortable. (laughs) It's going to be uncomfortable. Those early years are just going to push you to places you've never been pushed and stretch you in ways you've never been stretched. And it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be hard. And it's going to be so much better if you're leaning into him instead of fighting it and carrying the scooter, you know? Amen. Don't carry the scooter. (laughs) That needs its own print. It needs its own print. Don't (laughs) carry the scooters, moms. You're doing so good. You're doing so good. Well, thanks. I love having you on. We'll have to have you on again because that's fun. Thank you so much. All right. Adios. Bye. Bye. Such great advice. I loved all three of the main points she gave for those going through depression. And I also am so excited about this journal for moms. I actually just got my copy in the mail after I'd already done the interview. But um, it's really pretty and it's small enough you could totally have it in your purse. Um, It's simple. So there's like a one page where Jess uh, gives, you know, like she said, a little pep talk. And then... um, There's just these open pages for you to journal. And there's one scripture that goes along with each of her little pep talks. Um, Now, it doesn't have the address for the scripture. And maybe I'm missing where Jess put that or she left it off on purpose. And maybe they'll give it to us through their website. But um, just FYI, that might be something good. Like if you want further study to find that verse and read the context around it. Um, I also love the section, like I said, for counting your fruit and casting your vision and I just think I don't spend enough time just like journaling and writing anymore with my with my hand and not just typing. So um, I've really enjoyed it so far and just looking through it, um, I'm excited to think about all the moms who will be taking time to really dwell on God's word and what he's doing in their lives. So definitely check that out over at naptimediaries.com and the code again, the discount code is Mom 30 and it's good from... April 13th to April 20th, 2015. Thanks y'all for listening. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. 
As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.